0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 59 of the Snake in the Draft podcast. I'm your host Jacob Bynes, you can find me on Twitter at jsnake underscore In this episode I have Marvin Eloquin coming on, he's a ranker and writer for Dynasty Nerds and a writer for the Fantasy Footballers. Yeah, that one. So today we're going to complete a 10 round Superflex Dynasty Mock Draft, with the first five rounds being on the, the main Snake in the Draft podcast, the last five rounds being on the Snake in the Draft Patreon podcast, so what's up Marvin, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. I'm excited to do this. This is my first, uh, first mock draft, dynasty mock draft of the off season. So I'm kind of excited to just see where the ADP is and where all the, you know, where the players land now after a pretty eventful 2020 season.
0: I know we just had the uh, Stafford golf trade yesterday. So, mm-hmm. I'm curious how that changes, like Safford and where he's going. And the clock's going right now. And so, just so everybody knows like what this episode's going to be. It's gonna be Marvin and I talking about some strategy as well as talking about our thought process with our picks and of course, bashing other people's picks and saying how they either screwed up or or did really well. Like we have our first pick already, Patrick Mahomes slam dunk, but then a surprise. Dalvin Cook, first Ooh. running back. Did I not I'm not, expect that. I didn't expect it. I mean, I'm not like, oh, that's wild, wild, but I'm definitely Christian McCaffrey first running back. Are you the same, Marvin?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean i I'd, I'd even take Kamara Taylor. I'd maybe even take. Uh, I mean, we forget about Saquon, who I hope drops to me at the 109. But um, I've seen him
0: go early second, so I wouldn't be super oh surprised. My gosh, that's yeah. crazy,
1: crazy yeah. Of value. But yeah, Dalvin Cook feels a little early, but you know he's he's a great all around receiver and and running back if if he's healthy.
0: Oh, I'm so pissed about that 1.04. So at 1.03, Christian McCaffrey, 1.04, Dak Prescott. Come on. That was who I was wanting at 1.06, <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, just making sure we have a super flex. Yes, super flex. Don't screw it up. All right, cool. Um, Yeah, so this is, I don't know if I said 12 team, super flex dynasty, 10 round mock. So, um, oh, come on, Josh Allen. All right. So they're putting put me in a rock and a hard place, man. I'm like- so Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson does have some question marks and like, where is he going to be? But then again, he's Deshaun Watson. And uh, if I'm looking at my own dynasty rankings, like I already mentioned, I want Dak. And so then my QB three is Deshaun Watson. And he's, he's the highest ranked guy I have left. I actually have him as four overall for me. The only person above Dak and Deshaun Watson is Christian McCaffrey. So that's where I'm going, Deshaun Watson. And then we just had Kyler Murray. What what do you think about this QB run? It's pretty typical from what I've seen in the Superflex mocks now.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think this is the way most Superflex drafts would go. Uh, you got to get those quarterbacks that either throw a lot of touchdowns, like Mahomes, or run a lot of uh, rushing yards and 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 run um, touchdowns in as well. And that's the four guys that just went, You know, Prescott, Allen, Watson, Murray, so those are guys I definitely would target in the first round and just kind of give you a clear advantage in your um, in your draft.
0: Yeah. And I even think that it makes me if I'm doing a startup like I don't want to really trade out of that middle first just because you get one of those solidified quarterbacks with They're only really being, in my opinion, after the Stafford trade, I'm going to bump it to 13 QBs that I feel pretty solid about for about a year or two. And then, other than that, it gets really ugly. And we just had Jonathan Taylor at 1.08. So we have Marvin on the clock. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm looking at the running backs here. Got 30 seconds left. I really like Camara and Barkley at this position, but I have a feeling that going core back in Lamar Jackson, who uh, felt like he had a down year, but he still ran for a lot of yards, and he'll continue to do that. And hopefully, they draft a receiver, upgrade at receiver this offseason so i i do think that that's my pick at 109 lamar jackson and and uh you know just like i already mentioned just having that running core back gives you an advantage in your leagues week to week
0: and that that's what bumps like lamar over justin herbert is that running upside because it really is pretty crazy how he can go for 100 yards and a touchdown and then also have passing on top of that
1: exactly yeah you you look at his passing numbers and you're like well those are down well it doesn't matter because you know rushing yards matter more (laughs) so it uh it's that's that's what puts Justin Herbert slightly below but you know he just went you know we had Barkley at 110 we had uh, Herbert at 111 I think 111 for Herbert makes sense he's uh, yep. he, he'll have a great career and he, he's so young and, and was so good in his rookie year
0: yeah Herbert's going to be one of those guys that I could see well I think the the hype's toned down a little but I know ending the season everybody was like you know I'm going to draft him middle of the first if not early first and it's like guys like we did that with guys like baker and it didn't work out like i get it he's exciting and like well one thing too with like kyler murray and how early he was going and now he's sort of a mid first round pick whenever well yeah it's like one he was like 1.07 so yeah it's a mid uh he because of his rushing upside kept more value than guys like baker and stuff like that that tend to not have that rushing upside so got Mm -hmm. some uh, talk in the chat about uh uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, saying that there's no way he goes number two. I'm like, eh, it could happen, but I, I do agree that uh, it could happen, but shouldn't happen. <laughs> Especially like, I would take, like, with how am I have my dice here, I actually have Dalvin Cook as my running back, two, And part of that's related to you know, like Saquon coming off the injury, how's he gonna look? From what I've heard, he may not start the season right away and may not even be 100%. Alvin Kamara with Taysom Hill makes me a little bit nervous. I will say that, like, with everybody saying Alvin Kamara is a sell with, like, what you're going to get for him. He's more of a buy to me than that. Like, like I get it. Like, you know, if you can sell him as a top four running back prospect, yeah, do that all day, every day. But if you can't, which most people can't, he's a seller or a buyer a hold. So after, after Herbert at 111. Alvin Kamara, 112, Russell Wilson, 2.01. I like that little combo right there. And then DeAndre Swift at 2.02, Zeke at 2.03. So Zeke was the 1-2, 7th uh, running back off the board. So that makes Swift the 6th running back off the board. All right. And then Jonathan Taylor was the 3rd running back off the board. So now Marvin is on the clock.
1: Yeah, now it gets a little tougher uh, because I don't want to take Derrick Henry here. <laughs> but I, it's it there. it feels like I need to take a running back. Uh, just because it it gets pretty scarce um, once it gets back to me in the third round. But if if I'm just taking best player available, and that's kind of what I'm going to go for here, I think it's Devontae Adams, uh, someone who's, I believe he's still uh, 27, maybe turning 28 here. We'll still have a couple years of elite production, in my opinion. I I just can't imagine that they... uh, get rid of Rogers after this year that he's had, you know, they're the teams in control. They can trade him away. They can decide what they want to do with him. And I, yeah, uh, it sounds like Rogers wants to retire there if he can. And if, if he's there for another two to three years, you know, we talk about that two to three year dynasty window Adams could still be a top three dynasty wide receiver in that time span. So I'm, I'm all in on Adams and um, I think uh, that kind of secures my wide receiver one position for me for the rest of the draft.
0: Yeah. And even with running back going into like the mid to late thirds, it's pretty nice in that you can get guys like potentially, I mean, Zeke went a lot earlier than I'm used to, like a Sanders or Jacobs or Aaron Jones, Gibson, those type of guys mix in as well. Those guys go in the middle to late thirds. So I'm on the clock right now. We had Henry at 2.05, Tyreek Hill at 2.06. Man, this is this is tough right now, because I'm looking at the, the wide receivers because that's where I want to go right now. And I'm I'm trying to decide. I've been I've been back and forth in my own rankings like Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, Justin. And I just I it's so hard for me to decide. And like it's seeing that R next to Justin Jefferson on sleeper still makes me like, oh, maybe I should get Justin Jefferson. But. I'm going to I'm gonna stick with my current rankings to go with some DK Metcalf. Yes, he did slow down towards the end of the season this year. And, uh, yeah, really, like, sort of fell apart a little bit. But just with that team as a whole, it's really exciting to me. And DK Metcalf was the uh, wide receiver seven on the year. Uh, I'd be curious in looking at points per game. I can look at that eventually. But went ahead and went DK Metcalf. And then right afterwards, A.J. Brown. That's another. Like, he's in that same type of tier. And that's where, like, this pick. I would want to do like a trade back type of thing. Cause I think like Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown are all pretty dang close. Like, how are you feeling about those wide receivers?
1: Yeah. I, you know, I, I think that's where this is kind of the, my top four as well. The, the four guys that just went, um, where you have a bunch of young guys, you know, Justin Jefferson's up there now as well. For me, I, it's just a great range. Uh, if you want to draft a receiver that mid second round in a super flex draft, you have DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson. I, I do like DK Metcalf a little more, but AJ Brown's right there. I, I I'm so torn between those two. I think they're both going to be studs for years and years. Um it it just really depends on which offense you like better. And if you know you look at the quarterback, I think Russell Wilson's still the better quarterback. Um, so that's why I have DK Metcalf a little higher. Um and then Justin Jefferson just had one of the best rookie seasons in history. So it's hard to argue against any of these guys, to your point. Trading back, if you can get like a an extra pick somewhere here, I mean, that that would be – you could lock in your wide receiver one, wide receiver two, and, uh, you know, a lower tier running back potentially. Like that's – that would be perfect.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like that. So we just had uh, – Clyde Hurtzeler go as RB. I believe it was nine, which is too early to me. And then Nick Chubb at RB10, and then Joe Burrow at QB9, and Matthew Stafford with the the hot-off-the-press move at (laughs) QB10, which that is in front of guys like Aaron Rodgers to a Ryan Tannehill, which I prefer Rodgers and Tannehill over Stafford, which I can get an argument for related to age, but then Stafford and Rodgers have about a two-year stability to me, both of them. So I'm not really too worried about either one. And then at 3.01, we have J.K. Dobbins, which – the more I've thought about Dobbins, the more he becomes a cell related to, he doesn't have that like upside potential with the passing game. And it's just, it's tough. But then again, he has the talent, which we always talk in Dynasty, how it's so important to follow that talent. And he came as the RB11 with guys like Jacobs, Jones, Eckler, Akers, Miles Sanders, Gibson, Mixon on on the table, as well as James Robinson. I, I don't think it's too crazy with the passing upside of like Gibson over, over Dobbins in like a PPR. Do you think that is a little crazy for you,
1: Marvin? No, I I think, um, I think that, that it's, it's warranted. I think that that's definitely a scenario right there. I mean, there, there you go. Right. You have Dobbins and then acres right there. I think, you know, Dobbins, I really like the talent, but they, for some reason they just, they don't throw to the running back as much, but I still think he's in a really efficient rushing offense. And, you know, Mark Ingram is, is well, Mark Ingram wasn't really a factor in the second half, but I think those guys right there are really close. And, and, um, they, these are all guys who, to me, in a year from now, could be drafted in the early second. You know, we have guys like older guys like Derrick Henry, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chubb. Well, he's not that old, but Henry and Elliott, I could see just decline in ADP in a year from now. And then you have these guys like Akers, Dobbins, um, rise, and, and this could look like a value getting them in the early third um in you know 12 months from now
0: I, I really do think it well and that's one thing that's tough for me with guys like Derek Henry and Zeke in that like Zeke in most leagues, he's a value guy because a lot of people don't like him but then if you look at his season finish how he did overall especially without Dak, like he did okay Mm -hmm. he was a he was an rb1 and then you have guys like cam akers who blew up towards the end jk dobbins who has done well and has really just been like a twitter darling which everybody on here is from twitter everybody that really listens to the podcast is from twitter so we all get like on the ebbs and flows of twitter so uh just recapping the picks we had jk dobbins 3.01 stefan Diggs 3.02 Akers 3.03, Justin Jefferson 3.04, Josh Jacobs 3.05. And then I couldn't press the yes button on this fast enough. Travis Kelsey at 3.06, even in a non tight end premium to me, is a slam dunk. I still like him as my tight end one. I get the age argument, but I'm not too worried in a two- to three-year window. Then right after Travis Kelsey was George Kittle at 3.07, DeAndre Hopkins at 3.08, which that's what I'm talking about. That's the type of pick that you can get solid value. And then Marvin is on the clock right now, 3.09.
1: Got 10 seconds here. I'm deciding between Miles Sanders and Gibson. And I think I'm still going to go with Miles Sanders here. Um, I know that might be an unpopular pick, but I still believe in the talent. He's still relatively young. And I do think they kind of improved that offense as as well. Just, just, uh, you know, there was it was just a little shaky last year. And I, I do think there's still some upside to Miles Sanders um, being one of the more elusive running backs, explosive running backs, who can really take a running uh, or a run, you know, for, you know, a 60 yard touchdown or at any time in the game. And so having someone who's a three down back who has solid, should have solid volume, I, I think um, is um, I'm fine with that as my running back one. If I go core back and, and wide receiver in the first two rounds.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I like that, that value on Miles Sanders. And some people have talked about, you know, Jalen hurts and how he helped Andy hurts and like all this confusing stuff. And I just think like, we've talked about all the talent and that's, that's about where I like him. I should one thing. Okay. Sleeper, if you're listening right now, you need to put the numbers next to when people are drafted. So I don't have to count because counting is hard. So you got him at (laughs) RB 14, which that's, I think about where I have him in my own. No, I have him as RB 12. I actually like Sanders over Clyde Edwards, Lair. And I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that's been drafted. That's about like, yeah, that's that's a good spot for him. And and then I think you have a teardrop with like Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones. Gibson is probably I don't man, Gibson's tough for me. I probably should rank him a little bit higher, especially if I, I usually think of my rankings in PPR format, just because that makes it a little bit easier to just like think about the upside and downside. And if you want to change it, you can. But anyways. Going to the picks, three point ten, CD Lamb, which that was the wide receiver, uh, about eight, which I'm fine with. And then Calvin Ridley, Antonio Gibson, then Austin Eckler at four point oh one. What do you think about these last couple of picks?
1: So Antonio Gibson, I you know I mentioned I kind of wrestled with him here, um, just taking him potentially in in this uh, in this slot. I was hoping he'd drop, but Ridley is I think getting him the late third is a really, really good value. I, I like him more than Lamb. Uh, I think he's right up there with Hopkins. Um, so I, I think this is a good spot, a great spot to draft receiver where you know, kind of validates the strategy of um, going quarterback early or running back early. You could have some great receivers in this range.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think one thing in this mock that I'm noticing is Well, actually, I'm gonna let you make your pick before I make any statement because I don't wanna, I don't wanna change your pick right here.
1: Well, I, I was, goodness, they're sniping me here left and right. I, I was excited to to grab T Higgins here, but he just went right before me. Chris Godwin as well. Um, So I'm looking at the tight end position here. I'm I'm thinking like, you know, tight end is one of those positions where if you don't get one of the top tier guys, you're you're kind of stuck and you might be left um, just. Scrambling for a, a waiver wire pickup, even in dynasty, sometimes like you, you never know outside of the top three, four guys. Um, you're really at a disadvantage if you're going against Kelsey, Kittle, and for me, the next guy is Darren Waller, who's my tight end three in dynasty. Uh, I know he's a little older. I mean, older. You compare him, he's close to age and Kittle, that to Kittle, and younger than Kelsey. For the next two or three years, he'll be really good. He gets targeted heavily in that offense. Um, I think he just, puts uh, just gives you a clear advantage um, at the tight end position that it's like a what a five point advantage every, you know, even more because he's just a high reception, high touchdown guy. Um, so I like that pick and I'm excited to have him as my tight end one.
0: Yeah. And getting him in the, the sort of mid fourth is, is just really good value. And I'm watching this draft happen and it's doing what typical dynasty drafts do in that it's, it's more running back heavy than it probably should be in relation to dynasty And with the QBs, one thing I was going to say is they fell a good bit, which I do agree that after I wouldn't include Stafford in that first tier, but really after like Burrow at at QB nine, it does drop off into another tier, which for me with the news is like Rogers, Tannehill and Stafford. And so then after you drafted Darren Waller at the 4.04, it was Aaron Rodgers at 4.05, who I actually had as my next top QB, Michael Thomas at 4.06. And then Ryan Tannehill, 4.07. I like Tannehill. I think he has first of all the stability, he has the talent around him. And we've seen him do it two seasons in a row. And he just continues to be undervalued in how people are perceiving him. And after my pick, James Robinson, 4.08. That was with Aaron Jones, Montgomery, Carson, Hunt still on the board, which actually actually I like that right there. That's that's about right for me. Joe Mixon right afterwards, 4.09, which again. That's that's fine with me, you know. That's that's about where he's going as running back. Um, eighteen, yeah. That's that's about where he's going right now. Which, what, what do you think about Joe Mixon? Actually, I want to hear your thoughts, Marvin, because I am starting to like him more. Just related to him having a contract, and we saw him have some explosion at the beginning of the season. What do you think?
1: Yeah, so in in uh, actually my most recent uh, video for Dynasty Nerds, I talked a little bit about T. Higgins and why I like him so much, but the arguments for him I think can relate to Joe Mixon in that they have the fifth highest projected cap space in the league. They have four picks in the first three rounds. Joe Burrow might be uh, you know just coming in a, a little um, just slower into 2021 because of his injury, but you know, we should look ahead. We should in Dynasty we should always look ahead, and if they build around uh, Joe Mixon, T Higgins and Joe Burrow with all that cap space and, that, and those draft picks. I think we might just see this offense take that next step and they could be more efficient. Like Joe Mixon's had the volume for the most part. He's just struggled with injuries and um and at least this past year he's had some good games it's just he wasn't available. Um so that's I'm definitely excited for Joe Mixon into going into 2021. I think looking at where he's going right now in dynasty drafts, like that could be a significant value where he was being drafted as what, a top 10 running back a year ago. It's just yeah. crazy how the dynasty landscape flips so quickly. You forget how talented he really is. Um, and I like him at that spot. I think he could be an RB1, honestly, in in, in fantasy. And we're, he's being drafted as a, a dynasty RB2. Yeah, load yeah, RB2.
0: <laughs> I know, especially with him getting that contract like that's mm-hmm. that's one thing that even like with Alvin Kamara, you know, with people saying he's a sell and I, I would agree if you can get the right price for him. But then again, he just got paid. And yeah, you could say, you know, you want to sell running backs on their second contract. But then again, like guys that produce like Kamara, even like Derek Henry this last year is just, you know, that's who you want on your team. So after Joe makes it at 4.09, Terry McLaurin, 4.10, Aaron Jones, 4.11, Montgomery, 4.12 and then Allen Robinson at 5.01 I like that pick for him he's actually was my next wide receiver and then Mike Evans at 5.02 which I know I'm disrespecting Mike Evans cuz I'm just like you know what that's that's pretty good but then he produces just year in year out he's just a beast he's one of those guys that if you just want solid production just get him on your team. Like if we look at the last, like his career, actually, you know, he was in PPR, he was wide receiver 13. Then wide receiver 23, wide receiver two, wide receiver 17, wide receiver nine, wide receiver 15, wide receiver 11. And then I have him right now ranked as wide receiver 17. Like, and it's just one of those things where I look at it and I still like guys like DJ Moore over him. I still like guys like Amari Cooper still, which he's, he's about to fall, fall like hard. Mm-hmm. Dang it. QB run. Uh, Anyways Talking about the next couple picks real quick. Daniel Jones 5.03. Two of 5.04, two over Daniel Jones. Come on, guys. Baker 5.05, which I'm fine with that pick as well. And now I have 45 seconds to figure out what the heck I'm gonna do. I have like literally no idea. Probably should go for a running back, but I don't like any of these running backs. I'm gonna go for a wide receiver. I do like Keenan Allen right here, Amari Cooper as well. Um yeah, Keenan Allen's another one of those guys that he's just like right in that mix, same tier. He's gonna he's gonna be doing well in general. Even Brandon Ayuk is someone that I should probably have ranked higher as well because he balled out to finish the year. And and oh wait, never mind. That's San Francisco 49ers. Maybe they'll get Deshaun Watson. I got a little excited there about St. Matthew Stafford. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with some youth with Brandon Ayuk because that just Love sounds it. like a fun little pick for me. And while I'm at it, a little update to the dynasty rankings. That's part of the reason I like doing this as well. Because I'm like, okay, where are these guys at? Like, do you think Brandon Ayuk, I, I don't think that's where he went here. But like, as a wide receiver, like, wide receiver 15, 16 in dynasty, that sounds about right for you.
1: Yeah, that's actually where I have him. Um, okay. I, I love what he's done. He, just the, he averaged what, like 15 PPR points per game. And, and you know, I, I pulled a stat the other day where we were only eight rookie wide receivers, I believe, have done this. Um, over the last twenty seasons, I believe we're averaging more than fifteen PPR points per game, and now you have Brand Ayuk and Justin Jefferson joining that list. We love Justin Jefferson; he's everyone's raving about him, drafting him early. And Brand Ayuk was right there in production. Now I know Kittle and and Debo were injured, but still that. He took the opportunity and ran with it. And and that's what you want to see from a rookie receiver regardless, right? He t- he produces on it. Like volume, you can always give any receiver volume. But if they can produce on it, that's a different question. And that's clearly what Ayuk did. And um, he's young. And and just like you said, the, the wild card there is is Watson. If he goes to that team, his ADP is going to skyrocket. So get him now while his value is what? Like wide receiver 20, wide receiver 25, maybe in, in ADP. I mean, that's, that's, he's someone I'm trying to target.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. And uh, someone just posted, uh, am I doing an intentional no, no RB? I'm not. It just seems like that's how <laughs> dynasty drafts just have fall, fallen for me with startups recently, just because running backs get pushed up way too much in my mind. Uh, it, it does make me want to, like, you know, in the second or third round, get one of those running backs. But um, we're about done with the fifth round right here. I'm going to do the recap of the last couple picks. So we had Amari Cooper, TJ Hawkinson uh marvin just got a great pick with dj moore right there in the the, like honestly the fourth and the fifth round i feel like are where we see value in dynasty right now so if you can move back get an extra fourth or an extra fifth like do that all day jalen hurts 5.10 i honestly don't mind that pick too much if you're going for upside i'd probably rather wait and get someone like a kirk cousins a round or two later personally but then again yeah what do you think marvin
1: yeah i um i think jalen hurts is he's really really intriguing um it's tough to value him right now because the the front office and, and that coaching staff they just go back and forth they're saying okay well we we like both of them and, and i i really hope they just make the decision for us but I, I in my opinion though if if they make that decision and they trade Wentz somewhere right i think this this pick right here would where i can't i don't know what QB number this is but it's it,
0: like 15 16 something yeah like that. I,
1: I think that that's a value I think that'll go up once they once he's the clear-cut QB one for that team um and and like you said you know it's just what he brings to, to uh your fancy teams that rushing upside and we drafted some of those guys early because of their rushing upside in Murray Watson Hertz could be just as productive and we saw that in the limited time in 2020.
0: Yeah, so we just had AJ Dillon at five point eleven at the twenty-first overall running back picked. Too early for me. Mark Andrews to finish out the fifth round. So that is the end of the first five rounds. So everyone can go check out the next five rounds on the singular our Patreon podcast. But before we end this episode, Marvin, do you have any projects that you're working on?
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm currently working to uh, release uh, several rookie profiles for the Fantasy Footballers. So I'll be coming out with those over the next, you know, two months or so. I'm trying to crank out. a, Um, about one a week or so. Um, So my Rondell Moore uh, rookie profile should be coming out soon. And then I'm working on some uh, rookie just analytical um, projections for this class. Um, So that'll be coming out and hopefully releasing on Twitter over the next couple of weeks. So that's uh, a couple of things working on right now. Yeah. Awesome.
0: So everybody be on the lookout for those always a good time checking out Marvin's articles and threads on Twitter. Definitely deserves a follow at FF underscore Marvin E So, thank you for coming on, Marvin. Uh, If you do want to listen to the last five rounds, round six through ten, make sure to become a Snake in the Drive Patreon for as little as one dollar a month. Again, thank you for all your support, and make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the Snake in the Drive podcast for every listener. Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Let's be snakes this season.